with a daily address of the presence of Alzheimer's disease in our household, I've discovered a new tool for easing the summer heat. The summer has arrived following almost no spring season to speak of. The air temperatures vaulted from near freezing to sweltering, literally overnight. But I have no basis for complaint about the unpredictability of the weather. My focus has been on the unpredictability of Katie's discomfort, Alzheimer's disease. Specifically, learning what is required as a caregiver to respond to it. It's especially difficult for a guy like me, a loner whose most dreaded fear is to ask for help. The disease progresses. There is no let up, even for a day. But Katie is a champ, fighting for her energy and normalcy, even against an opponent who is so much bigger and stronger than she is. My pride in and respect for my wife has grown in ways I might never have imagined, in part because those feelings already have been so strong for the entirety of our married life. To the extent possible, I'm in that ring with her, trying to throw punches where and how I can. From time to time, we both get to feeling a little punch drunk from the hits. But over the past couple of weeks, I've encountered a new jab with which to confront this unkind intruder into our lives. Through a series of connections within the Alzheimer's community, I became aware of a project which was aimed at rural caregivers across the country. People who, because of geography and population, may not have access to as many caregiver resources as residents in metropolitan locations. I volunteered to participate for reasons both altruistic and selfish. Alzheimer's research and particularly the caregiving related to it are in need of all the data and observations possible for progress against this brain disease. But in addition, this is an opportunity for me to learn a great deal more about what Katie is facing right now, the demands, the needs, limitations facing me ahead, even beyond those which I face today. And not least of all, the sessions are truly about the caregiver, me, and the singular role that will demand every skill, talent, resilience, and love learned in my life thus far. The project is making a difference. I wish that you could know the number of touching moments when suddenly a symptom emerges without warning that will bring either or both of us to tears in a combination of gratitude for lives that have been so full of gifts and wistfulness in knowing that our mutual sharing of such gifts is receding. In the aftermath of such moments, when Katie has become immersed in some task or fallen asleep, I confess to feeling quite alone. In the past, we would put our heads together and figure things out. But now, it's just me. 
I am ready to admit that I have no remedy, no plan for recovery, no feat of strength to share with her, and no angel on my shoulder to tell me what I should do. At the end of each day, it's still Katie and me, but different. Yet within the past two weeks, it's also a project group headquartered in California. The six-week project is a combination of online teaching, learning, sharing stories, doing homework, responding to one another, a figurative throwing up of hands in frustration and agony by others, just like me, who find that fighting this demon is like being in that boxing ring blindfolded. Somehow, there is comfort to be had in the stories of others. If their experiences sound easier than mine, then I have at least the possibility of hearing a context that may be of help. If their experiences sound more difficult than mine, well, then I have solace in knowing that things could be more difficult than they are. In either case, we are learning from one another, hearing of some coping that is familiar and some that is not. It's not so much that misery loves company, but that there is some comfort to be had in knowing that I am not alone. While I may feel lonely in any given moment, there are many others who are in their own lonely moments. I can empathize for them and for myself, and that is something I can do. This communal phenomenon is nothing new, of course, it's the basis for all sorts of support groups that exist for all kinds of traumas. It's not even something new for me. I've participated in a local caregiver support group previously, but this involvement has felt different to me, whether due to Katie's advancing symptoms or the flexibility and relative anonymity of virtual participation. It makes me wonder what I will do when the process ends in a few more weeks. I know that the fight ahead will last many more rounds. No matter how independent we think of ourselves, no matter how stubbornly we may hold to visions of invulnerability, we are hardwired for compassion and connection with others. Despite fiercely clinging to my cherished self-sufficiency, I am slowly accepting the truth that in holding hands with others, whether literally or figuratively, there is a silent source of strength that is beyond my full understanding. <laughs>